0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Breakroom Boys. I'm Nate and that's Lucas. Hello and it's finally the fucking week that we've been waiting for. It's Super Bowl week. We've made it it's time baby it's time. I'm excited. Yeah it, uh, it I feel like the regular season flies by and then once the playoffs start you're just like I'm so ready for the Super Bowl yeah uh, and th- there's gonna with all the media this week um, it's gonna seem like it lasts forever. Um, but yeah, we've made it. We are today is Tuesday, so we are five days removed um, from the Super Bowl. It's finally fucking time, dude. As a Cowboys fan, I, I probably shouldn't ever look forward to the Super Bowl, but <laughs> yeah, I still do. You know, you can't not. Yeah, dude. I I there's been years where for whatever reason I completely lose interest. I tell myself I'm I'm not. I don't really care. And then I wake up that day and I'm like, it's all I can think about. And I'm so invested in in every snap. So uh, this is one I am excited about already. I'm gonna definitely enjoy. Um, yeah, and we got a lot of lot of moving parts to, to talk about. Some, yeah, we some do. Props are out now. Um, we got some good props. We got some good just overall betting picks. Um, something I didn't tell you about, but probably should have prepared you with. I wanted to talk about some of the Super Bowl food. Some of our least and and most favorite items absolutely um first of all i feel like we should address because we talked uh, at length at the beginning of our last episode about how we were going to have video now yeah um didn't end up being the case we're attempting again to do that so hopefully this actually records everything we say and the camera doesn't die in the middle of recording and we can start a youtube channel and start putting our shit out so uh, apologies for those that we just teased on the People last have, episode. Yeah, I mean, we joked about how how shitty we looked. People were like, they must have really fucking looked bad and <laughs> decided not to put that out. I don't know how far the video made it last time. It got about 20 minutes in, Okay, I say. So about one-fifth, one-sixth yeah. of our Yeah, and this is right? about a $70 camera, so I figured, you know, we can probably chalk that up to... Uh, you know, it's just a shitty camera with a shitty battery. Uh, but I went and looked at reviews because I was curious, and people were raving about the great battery life. And this person was like, I go to all my kids' soccer games, and I record all 90 minutes. Uh, this battery's great. And I think like, those were some in-house reviews. I think they fabricated that a little bit. So luckily, we do have two batteries that came with this, so we're trying the second one. If that doesn't work, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because we're past the return period at this point. Yeah. Um. So... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That would be funny if uh, we just put up the YouTube clips as they were and they just cut off abruptly. Uh, yeah, you know, well, and that, I was so. telling you before we started recording tonight, uh, I don't want to use any of that video regardless because I have this bad fidgeting problem. And last time, um, and, and I could do it again. I hope to God I don't. But last time I was fidgeting with the, uh, the inner seam of my pants. Um, I just noticed it when I went back and looked at the video, and it literally just looks like I was playing with the tip of my penis yeah, the entire time. when fiddling your donger the whole time. That's how you stay stimulated for us to talk. It's just a bad look. It's just a weird look. Yeah. Um, I've neglected to mention um, that for the first time since I, probably nine years old, I have an ear infection. Do you really? Yeah, and I cannot hear much out of my left ear. I, to the last two days i've been kind of just treating it with uh like peroxide and over-the-counter shit i really don't want to go to the doctor for something so small i just i'm not anti-doctor by any means it's just i'm anti like spending time in a doctor's office and And anti-vax and and that largely yeah which there's no (laughs) luckily no mandated vaccine for ear infection (laughs) um but i've just been doing over-the-counter shit and then it's been it's like when you have a uh stopped-up nose. You've got, like, one nostril that just doesn't operate. That's how my left ear canal's been, and I'll I'll feel it, like, constrict, and uh, then I'll have moments where I can hear, but, like, today, it's mainly been shut. I've, like, conceded. Is it kind of like when... So, I haven't had an ear infection in... Like, I mean, probably longer than you have. Yeah. Uh, Is it kind of like when you get water in your ear? It's exactly like that. I sound, so I apologize in advance if I'm speaking way too softly or too loudly. I have no (laughs) clue. Um, But it, it feels and sounds to me like I have an earbud in right now, like all the time. And there'll be, I'll yawn, or like my ears will pop, and it'll undo, and I'll get startled by how loud the world suddenly is again. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna probably have to go get some antibiotics tomorrow. Well, it's a, it's a good thing now that we've got video because if we need to move to American Sign Language. People can actually see that, so we can just start signing it. Not that either of us actually know American Sign Language, but mm-hmm. I'm sure we could figure something out. No, we'll just be doing, like, our interpretation of ASL, <laughs> whatever we think, you know, <laughs> phrases would mean. Doofus Sign <laughs> yeah. Language, some DSL. Um, but, yeah, going to have to probably remedy that. It's it's one of those things you don't think. I haven't thought about an ear infection probably since the last time I had one in elementary school. And it hasn't. it's not even that painful, uh, but it's just it, – you lose, like, a basic function, and you're like, God damn, I've been taking my ear for granted, like, all these years. <laughs> it's just annoying. Um, but, yeah, my apologies again if I get a little quiet or a little loud. Um, well, move. our uh, you know our, our co-host here, he's going to fight through the pain for the for the listeners and the viewers, all, you know, millions of you. So I uh, really appreciate you still showing up, man. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself uh, a hero or, or by any means, but I'm here. I mean, I— I think it. I think it applies. So I'm here. But anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the Super Bowl. Uh, like we said, we we're, we're both really looking forward to it, and uh, that's a really unique thing for us. Um, I'm sure that we're the only ones. <laughs> but I wanted to start by talking about some of the Super Bowl food, and I, I kind of, you know, I kind of alluded to it. But what I want to do, what I would what I would like to do, is sort of like a mock draft sort of thing, okay. where we pick. We'll start with the worst. Worst food items that you can think of that people typically bring to Super Bowl parties, Mm -hmm. and then we'll do the best as well. Okay. So if you want to take, pick one, I'll give it to you now. I don't have a... Nothing, no number one lock came to mind for worst. I've got a couple floating around that I don't love, but I feel like there's an obvious one missing. I'm going to concede the number one pick uh, to you. Okay. Because it seems like you... It seems like you have something in mind. I do. You? Okay, I do. Yeah uh, have the floor. My number one overall pick is going to be veggies and hummus, um, and this is from somebody who loves veggies and hummus. I think it's just a cop out. Yep. Uh, it doesn't sit particularly well. Hummus after after it gets warm is not very good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm going vegetables I'm gonna go. after being out for about four hours. They, really? Yeah, I'm they decorating. get dry and yeah. weird. So that, I'm I'm going veggies and hummus. Pick no. Pick number one. Okay, I had a similar thought. I was going to say like any sort of salad, which again, that's I, a good pick. Too. Any sort of like a, even like a pasta salad, <laughs> any which uh, normally I'd be fine with any other day, any other gathering, not Super Bowl Sunday. We're not looking to fucking fill our bellies with with vegetables. Um, it again. Uh, maybe some exceptions could be made but i'm i'm sticking with that as my number one pick we're not looking to be healthy this sunday uh this is not a normal dinner um this is you know filling our guts with with nasty shit all day and watching ball so uh yeah i'll take just salad any variety of salad okay yeah. do you have a second pick you want to snake it um I've got a controversial one. I'm not gonna use it for number two. I don't even think I'd put it on the list of worst. It's just one I think is overrated. We'll we'll shelve that for now. Um, yeah, a pizza, just deli- like, I'm gonna say like Domino's or Papa John's pizza. Um, that, yeah, that's that's a really really common one, and yeah. it's not one that I would put on my best or worst. But I get where you're coming from because that's another thing that just doesn't sit well. And unless you happened I, I look at it I look at it two ways. You either let it sit long enough that it's gross and you got to microwave it or everyone gets to it before you can get as much as you'd like. You have one piece and then like maybe <laughs> the small one yeah you you're like planning on I don't need to really worry too much about eating before I come because I know there's gonna be pizza mm. Mm-hmm. And then all the pizza's fucking gone before you get your fill. Yeah, that's the worst, Um, where it's like, how many, what are we going to order, three? And then, like, five more people show up uh, before the pizza gets there. Uh, (laughs) That's a common thing, too. Oh, yeah. You invite a certain amount of people, or you're invited to a function that's going to be a certain amount of people, and it it always ends up being more, every time, every time. Yeah, this is, again, these are Super Bowl-specific Picks. Um, Any other night or a a gathering or whatever, I've got nothing against, you know, like, you know, chain pizza. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, But yeah, on a Super Bowl Sunday, and and like we just described, if, you know, somebody shows up with a couple plus ones or plus twos or, you know, somebody last minute decides to come over, you could be looking at uh, one little piece of pizza. Yeah. um, And that just, that's going to piss you off. Okay, you sold me. I like that. Uh all right, my last two picks, I'm going to go with pretzels. I think okay. pretzels are a terrible. It's my thing is if you're going to bring finger food, at least bring like Doritos or something like that. Pretzels just by themselves is not a good like I'm not gonna go back for more pretzels. I might grab like three pretzels. You're gonna go home. You're gonna have to transfer a bowl of pretzels into another bag to take them home because nobody is going to crush your pretzels. And nobody, yeah, no, nobody's gonna be like, you know what? Really made the night. The fucking rolled gold that Nate brought over. <laughs> that, that bag of pretzels really, really, <laughs> so memorable. <brought> <laughs> yeah. Now chips ran through my mind. Uh, chips, snack type foods like that, if accompanied by like a badass dip. Um, But, you know, they're not the showpiece there. They're not there. It's the dip that you're really trying to eat. They're just the medium that you use. So I do think they can be useful. But yeah, if you're not bringing in some like fucking gourmet, you know, sexy dip uh, to go along with it, you just bring in pretzels. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last pick was seven layer dip. Yeah. You want to talk about something that does not sit well. Mm -hmm. Let's put black olives, sour cream, cheese guacamole salsa and w- w- beans and whatever else goes in that all together and you want to talk about something that just gets soupy and gross over time and by the way i don't mind seven layer dip i like just as it's in and of itself yeah but it's also like surprisingly easy to fuck up like it's it, no, i've never attempted to make it so i i've never hated it but I've never loved it. I feel like you can keep it simple and, and just come, come with some queso or some salsa. You, uh, this is, that was your last pick, right? Yeah, that was so my last So, the one pick. that I mentioned earlier that I don't know that I'd put on the chopping block like this, but I'm not, I've never been a, in love with is buffalo chicken dip. Like, I think mm. it's, see, that's, I think most people would react that way. It's good. I don't dislike it. Again, I'm not like anti. But it's not on my short list, just I think it's a little overrated um like i it, I don't know i just I, I feel like everybody can make it. It is what it is. I'd much rather have like uh yeah, a good queso or homemade salsa um a, again, it's fine, but like i I've always been team you know it's mediocre, you know
1: that's but fair. i I
0: know it's beloved people are gonna like you know stop listening to this if they hear that, but uh it's I've always had that that. Feeling about it because yeah, on again on its face, it's fine. But you get a belly full of that, coupled with whatever the fuck else you're you're, you're eating that day and all the shit you're drinking too, like it runs through me. Well, everything. Does. I yeah. mean, that's the thing about the Super Bowl is you know you're signing up for a terrible Monday. Yeah, and that's why we should have Monday after the Super Bowl off. Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving where uh, you you tell yourself every year it's like all right, I'm gonna not ruin my Friday by just you know <laughs> eating like seven. Uh, servings today, but then you you do it anyway. Of like regardless of what's there, you find what you like and just eat way too much of it. So Alright. So best, what's what's your first pick? I could go a few different directions with this one too. Um Well you got three picks, so that works out perfect. Uh I I think uh just staying on the, the sort of like sauce game uh or whatever you want to term it i think a like a really good queso just a big pot of queso that's going to be there all day you know like maybe start off with it kind of come back to it and pick at it when you want uh yeah like i'm 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 a queso guy okay for sure that was on my list so you took one of mine um I'm gonna start with buffalo chicken dip. All right, see, and and, and and you know what? The the way that I look at it, it's so easy to make. You cannot mess it up. The only thing I don't like about it is how everyone that shows up with buffalo chicken dip thinks that they have like some special buffalo. Well, that's what chicken I was dip. getting at earlier when I said everybody makes it's always the same. Everybody, right, right, but yeah. like everyone seems to think that they've got recipe, this special yeah. recipe, and it tastes this, it tastes exactly the same every single time, save from the fact if you show up with rotisserie chicken that you've shredded into a, a buffalo chicken dip, you have taken it up a notch, and you now have the right to brag about it. See, I've had... The, but it's just consistently good. For sure. I've had it, like, smoked a few times oh, where it's it's grilled smoked okay. chicken or the whole thing itself has been yeah. smoked out on the grill. Throw it on the tray. That throws it up a level. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still never drafting it in my top three, but I would if it is... Made like that, I'll take it away from the ones I'm I'm cutting. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're with probably sixty to seventy five percent of people would put that in their top three. Okay. Uh, so my uh, my second pick is going to be jalapeno poppers. Yeah, that's a great pick. That, that's a great pick. I fucking love me some jalapeno poppers. The spicier, the better. I've, you know, you could go to a Michelin star restaurant or your local gas station or Sonic. <laughs> and they're like, I've never had a bad jalapeno <laughs> popper, dude. Uh, they are just, they, they're they good anytime. Yeah, you can make them crispy. You can make them chewy. I don't care. I'm eating it. Yeah. And it's going to be bomb. Put every, Whatever kind of cheese you want in there. Like, uh, yeah, that's just, that is a great combination. Of those three things, there, absolutely. Right? All right, what's your second pick? Uh, I, pigs in a blanket. Okay. Yeah, like they're just, uh, <laughs> they're just a fucking good snack, dude. They're just, it's the best of both worlds. Again, you got like, it, cause like the you know little cocktail weenies, like yeah. sm- On their own, fine. You put them in a fucking roll, and it just changes everything. The only uh, good way to eat those things is either in pigs in a blanket or dipped in syrup. Yeah, I've had that, too, and that is pre- I, I prefer it uh, in a blanket. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you put 10 in front of me, I'll eat them all. You put 80 in front of me, and I'll probably try to eat them all. And I think that's one of the key things to, uh, to good Super Bowl food is you've got to have something that people can kind of pick at and, and have a little bit or something, but it also needs to be able to be absolutely crushed. You're going to – yeah, because you'll probably put two of those on your plate, but you're going to come back to that pan like 14 times throughout the day and just grab one or two. <laughs> right. That's the greatness of them, yeah. You're going to have like tongs by them or something. You never use them. Every time you go get a beer, you're going to be like, oh, pig in a blanket. <laughs> Sitting there. I mean, yeah, it's they are – or it's like, yeah, the queso or whatever. Every time you pass it, you can't help but to, to have a little bit. So. All right, what's your third and final pick? Um – don't overthink it. I'm not. Um I think uh I think a really this dessert. We doing desserts. Are we doing any That'll sort work. of I was going to say Yeah, I was going yeah, to say like um like a cheesecake or a fuck, dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm I've hit a wall here. I think, like, uh, not, like, overly sweet, overly savory, because you're going to be full. You're going to have a full belly. You can't have something. But maybe just, uh, yeah, like a cheesecake or, like, cookies or something. Again, where every time you kind of, like, go by the kitchen, you can have a little bite or two. It's not like a meal on its own. Right. But uh, just, like, because I love the salty-sweet dynamic. You know what I mean? You got to, like, get a belly full of, you know, sodium and then you want something sweet you got to have the mix up there i went to a super bowl party one year i cannot remember where it was or when it was but i remember these cookies and i always will uh chocolate chunk sea salt caramel cookies fuck me sideways dude it was so good yeah and again you you keep you cannot stop going back to them felt awful the next day. i'm gonna go homemade cookies yeah because yeah. a cheesecake uh, which i love you're probably gonna have to bring multiple or make a massive one um cookies you know if you're making them at home you can bring like a hundred uh and again it's one of those things where you've told yourself you're full but you find yourself in the kitchen there just grabbing another cookie yep yeah. all right my last pick and uh this i feel like is the most obvious one but wings yeah. you gotta, You got to have good wings. No doubt. If you go to a Super Bowl party that does not have wings, don't invite me. I'm not coming. Um, preferably for me, so don't get me wrong, I do like some good deep-fried wings. I'll take oven-roasted. Smoked wings, absolutely knock it out of the park yeah. every time. No doubt. Yeah. I don't care what kind of rub you use. I don't care what kind of sauce. It does not matter. Some good wings that you can just eat. Seventeen of them, and hate your life afterwards. But just know that you ate something so good. The meat burps you get afterwards. A second, like a a close runner up for me was any kind of barbecue. Any kind of barbecue. I don't care if you make ribs, brisket. I don't care if you cater in some shit. I don't. I don't care. Um, You gotta have some good quality meats in there. And wings. Take the take the cake, as far as I'm concerned. It is uh, – well, it's, I don't know what it is about viewing football and eating eating chicken wings. Um, but, yeah, the Super Bowl does seem – and I think there's been, like, numbers put out about how many pounds of, of chicken wings are purchased, like, during that weekend every <laughs> year. Something about it. Like, They're you're right, it is – Chicken slaughter across the U.S. Oh, yeah. I mean, that – the Super Bowl um, – has to contribute to more chicken deaths than any other event. <laughs> we by got far. bird flu this year. We've had a shortage of eggs. I hope that does not lead to also a shortage of chicken wings. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. But I'm going to be happy. I, I definitely overlooked probably the most obvious one there because <laughs> I, I wanted to go a little, uh, you know, like go with some side items. Everybody's got their own pref- sure. preference as far as the main dish. Uh, but yeah, 100%. Like Super Bowl Sunday is chicken wing day um and a lot of good ways to do it i'm i'm with you though good batch of fucking smoked wings uh good sauce you can go cuz you can that's another thing you can have like five different types you you know different marinades and rubs and stuff um and that it's just a staple of super bowl sunday that's a great last pick yep uh, yep so all right um we've we've talked about our we've done our clickbait segment now. Yeah. So uh let's actually get into the game a little bit and um you know, I kind of wanted to talk about what we see coming, uh some of the best bets that we're looking at, some things that we're considering putting some money on. Um and that's you know, overall game, uh over under, spread, money line, but I also want to talk prop bets, player props and then exotics as well. We got to get into the exotic ones. Yeah. So um, how are you kind of feeling on this? Just overall, what what are you looking at? Uh, well, just in terms of the game, uh, what well, so my ear just unclogged, so my world just changed for a second. <laughs> Give me so. Oh, now it's back again. All right. Um, uh, I've gone back and forth on this game and just like what I, th- what I think is going to happen because the Super Bowl can surprise you sometimes. Um, there haven't been many blowouts in the last like fifteen years. There's been some really great games. Um. I think this will be a, a close game. What I've gone back and forth on is like whether these two these two offenses like how much they're gonna shine in this game. Um, I like them both a lot, but like when you just kind of picture it in your head, I could see this being like a thirteen ten game. I could also see them just having Going more success. Forth, yeah, yeah. I, I could see a, a great back and forth, like you know, thirty four thirty one game or something. Um, the Eagles have the advantage in a lot of areas, a lot of position groups. Maybe not by a lot. Um, like you can talk about the, uh, the d- offensive line um, for the Eagles and, and then I guess the defensive line too and how they've had a historic year pressuring in quarterbacks. Uh, but it is the Chiefs. They've been there. It's, it's Andy Reid. Uh, I don't expect them to – I don't expect my homes to be on the ground all day. Um, the Eagles, I think, have a better team. And I think they have the advantage in a lot of areas – um but it's that thing uh that I talked about a, a few weeks ago heading into the uh, Cincinnati game where it's like I felt the same way about the Bengals and I just couldn't bet against the Chiefs like I just whatever it is about Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes um I in my gut like I just I lean that way um and, and I do think Philly will play well like I want I think Jalen Hurts will be sharp um their run game, the Philly run game is probably the biggest question mark to me because we talked about their M.O. and what they executed against the 49ers. It's like they mount a lead and then they dare you to you just stop them from running the ball. I do think Kansas City will limit that and make Jalen Hurts throw. Um, but if they if I'm wrong and Philly has more success than I expect on the ground, like, they Could just win this game, you know what I mean? They could control the game and, and win it, you know, pretty handily. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. It's, I think this is a great matchup. Um, these are, I, I think this is one of those years where these are the definitely the two best teams in the NFL. I, I would agree with that. What are what about um, you? What are you feeling? So, I have been kind of waffling back and forth on this. I, I cannot bring myself to, to bet on the Eagles, which means all of you should take. The Eagles, yeah. The Eagles. Sure. Um, but I'm going Chiefs money line. It's it's even money. Um, I, I, I totally agree with everything you said. I think the Eagles have the advantage on both sides of the line, mm-hmm. which is that's typically what's going to be the difference maker. But there's a difference maker on the other side of the ball, on the, on the Chiefs side, that can kind of make that a wash, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I love Jalen Hurts as much as you do. But Patrick Mahomes, he showed last week, uh, it doesn't matter what you do to him. It doesn't matter if he's hurt, if he's 100%. You put him in big games, he's going to show up, and he's going to shine. So I'm taking the Chiefs' money line, um, but I'm also going to take the under. Yeah. Because I I just I watched the way that both of these teams played last week, and both of them won more so on the defensive side of the ball than they did offense, and i I do think that the Eagles are so stout on their defensive line, and they've got a solid secondary. Um, I don't think they're going to be hemorrhaging points. No. But if you look at what the Chiefs were able to do last week to the Bengals and completely shut down their run game, I do think that that's a big factor. I, I, I think if they're able to slow down the Eagles, kind of like you said, and make Jalen throw the ball around a little bit more, I do think that you could get some turnovers forced. I think Chris Jones coming off that line, Frank Clark, could make some make for some problematic uh, you know, situations for them. So I think that it's actually going to be lower scoring than a lot of people think. That's so. that's where I've leaned to, like in these last few days, just kind of uh, re-watching the highlights from uh, both teams throughout the playoffs. And uh, just the more I uh, read into um, – now we both offenses are so explosive, we could be completely wrong, and they oh, could and score. We most likely, will be, but. but but I could see this game going well into the second quarter, like before a touchdown. Um, yeah, I could see it it'd be one in those years where each team's kind of f- uh, feeling the other one out. Each defense comes out looking really sharp, and it's it, it kind of takes a minute for each offense to find their stride. Yeah. Again, think, we could be way off because they both have dudes that could, you know, break the game open uh, and score on their first drive. But. I didn't put any money or anything on, like, first quarter scoring or, like, which quarter you think is going to be the highest scoring. I would not be surprised at all, though, if we've got, like, a 7 nothing or a 3 nothing or a 7-3 game at the end of the first quarter, though, mm-hmm. uh, or even 0-0 because mm. I, I do think that there's going to be some punchers, like, kind of feeling each other out getting their distance like you know I, I would not be surprised at all to see that but yeah I'm thinking the I'm thinking under 51 is, is what I'm going to end up going with mm-hmm. I will likely regret it but that's what I'm going to go with yeah I thought about going uh first like going off what we just talked about and each offense kind of maybe taking a while to break through I I thought about taking uh first points as a field goal I was literally going to flip a coin because a lot of that is going to go to who gets the ball first yeah uh, and you know who has you know Maybe the Eagles score on their third possession, and the Chiefs answer. Uh, but I, f- I have a feeling a field goal is going to be the first points we see in this game. Do you know the odds on that? Uh, yeah, I just had it pulled up, and I'll I'll find it. Um, yeah, but you want to get into the, uh, anything you like as far as player. I, I I've got two player props I like a lot. Uh, and then I always like taking just kind of one ridiculous one, like maybe a safety from one, of the, like, yeah, from a, which is not going to happen in this game, but it's plus sixty six hundred. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't hate those bets yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, I took I took use check scoring a touchdown at plus one thousand last game, just because I wanted to see it happen, you know. It's a, it's a guy. A lot of times when you get to the playoffs, especially the Super Bowl, you see things that don't typically happen happen. And Yushchek is a great fullback, so I said, "Fuck it, like ten bucks to win 100 mm-hmm. uh, hundred, why not?" Uh, so yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that safety bet, and it'd be pretty freaking cool to see that happen for you. <laughs> but uh, as far as player props go, I have uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, over 48-and-a-half rushing yards at minus 114. I was, uh, I've was, i got him over 13-and-a-half receiving yards, um, which it, it, if it were like number of receptions, I probably wouldn't touch it. I, I don't know how many catches he's going to get out of the backfield. But just that guy's so explosive. He could get 14 yards on his only catch. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I like that. That stood out to me. I maybe. do like the home run appeal for the 48-and-a-half rushing yards. Mm-hmm. But more so than that, I like the fact that this – Eagles defensive line is is as strong as they are. They're going to be coming after Mahomes because he's got a hurt ankle. They're going to be pressuring him all day. Those checkdowns or you know, beyond that like the, the rushing attempts. You got you got these guys coming off the edge hard and heavy after Mahomes you hand that ball off up you know, right up the middle see how many yards he can get. I think that there's going to be a few opportunities for that. And and like you said, I think you really only need one or two kind of big chunk yardage plays. And that 48 and a half, uh, you start to wonder why that was the number. So I, I really like that uh, over 48 and a half yards. Yeah. Um, the other player prop I like is uh, Quez Watkins over one and a half catches. Um, is it one? I think it was just one and a half, maybe two. Let me double check it. Uh, I think it was just one and a half, which, um, you know, we've talked a ton about the Eagles receivers. Uh, they are filthy. Obviously, Smitty and A.J. Brown, one and two, going to be the key focus still going to probably get their numbers but um, I I think that gives Quez Watkins an opportunity to sort of find some space get a few catches over the middle Uh, he's also a hometown guy I graduated with his brother so I'm a big fan of his I wouldn't hate to see him have a big game we don't mind homer Um, picks but I think two catches I think that's pretty safe I mean he is their number three he does tend to play that role out of the slot or wherever they position him where he when the focus is on Brown or, or Devontae Smith, he tends to find some space. He's a really big deep ball threat. Um, but I, I think he'll get, yeah, like I said, at least probably three or four catches in this game. So I like that one. So I actually have three other player prop picks, and two of them piggyback off each other. So I've got Kelsey receiving yards under 81.5. Um, the reason why I like that number is I think they're going to key hard on him. And uh, I think that's going to lead to more checkdowns and, and more ability for other guys. I, I almost I really almost wanted to take uh, Marquez Valdez scantling uh, his receiving yard total but I took McKinnon at over 25 and a half. Um, I think that he's going to be popping out of the backfield making a quite a few catches especially on third downs like those are those are situations where the you know, you get that heavy pass rush, maybe check down to a, to a quick guy, see that happen. But, yeah, I think they're going to key hard on Kelsey this game. Uh, I think that they know that he's kind of the X factor in the receiving game. Uh, would not be surprised to see MVS or, uh, you know, some of the other receivers. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kadarius Toney have a big game. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. But, you know, 81-and-a-half, that seems like a ton for a tight end. Obviously, we know it's not because Kelsey basically is a receiver. And he could do that on two catches, you know. Um, I thought his uh, eight eight receptions was one that I went back and forth on and just kind of like look, he averages about roughly that many a game. A lot of games he has ten or more. Um, but yeah, with the focus on him, that that one kind of caught my eye, and I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he does make an impact, but still only has maybe five or six catches. <laughs> he had 15 catches against the Jets. 15. <laughs> 15, yeah, 15. yeah for a It's ridiculous. Down. I don't know what his prop was for that game, but I, I feel like he probably covered that. Um, my last one that I had was Goddard over 50 and a half yards receiving. Um, I think again, I, I I think there's going to be some keying on on uh, Devontae Smith, on A.J. Brown. I think Goddard is kind of going to be the guy that's going to take those receptions and, and get that yardage. So, so you, would you take his over four and a half receptions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't put that on my list, but that's something I will definitely add to the list. I think 15 and a half yards sounds pretty good for him because, again, you could get a 20 30 yard play in one of those receptions, and all of a sudden, you're like, maybe he should have been closer to the Kelsey mark than he yeah. was. So, uh, yeah, that seemed, um, that one seemed definitely uh reasonable to me and and a number that he could definitely put up. Devontae Smith over 61 and a half, too, but that seems so low. It does seem really low, and that was yeah. another one that I was looking at, and I was like, man, I, I'm really tempted to take that, but. I also wouldn't be surprised if they're doubling him, a lot of the game. Yeah, and then you're like, God damn it! I should taking Goddard. <laughs> yeah. Goddard's getting all the all the action. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on to our exotics. I've got two of those. Do you have any? Um, no, but I can I can easily take a look real quick. So one of my favorite ones is going to be Blue Gatorade at plus nine hundred, plus nine hundred. So the reason I like is this so much. Is that the so favorite? Much, no. No, absolutely not. So yellow, yellow is is number one. It's like plus one fifty. Um, and yellow is it that common. Yeah, yellow Gatorade has has taken the cake as far as like number of times it's been poured on a coach. Orange has to be up there, right? I mean, I, orange is the is second in odds flavor. at plus okay. two fifty. Yeah. So yeah, lime is lime, green or yellow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Plus one twenty five. Orange at plus two fifty. Red at plus, or I'm sorry, purple at plus 650, and then red and then clear or water are both plus 700, and then you've got blue at plus 900. We need to take a deep dive into the the history behind that, because that's a jump. Well, don't you worry. I sure did. Okay, perfect. So over the last four Super Bowls, it's been blue uh, three out of four times. That's why I, I don't really understand the plus 900 odds. Now, granted, I do think that there's some there's some sort of like it's got to regress back to the mean a little bit uh at some point but when you're giving me plus 900 how am I not going to take that it's been 3 of the last 4 times why yeah. would I not i guess times are changing uh glacier freeze Gatorade is by far the best yeah I cool yeah the cool blue also pretty oh, solid i think it? that's the one that that would be... It's the dark blue. The okay. Blue. Yeah, both of those are fire. They're like one and two interchangeably. Yeah, I think we're seeing like a change of the guard here between the old, uh, you know, the institution that is the original Gatorade flavors. Lemon, lime, orange, and red. Uh, fruit punch. And like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people... Like, my dad only drank, like, lemon-lime Gatorade, like the original one, or orange. But, uh, yeah, I I didn't know the last three out of four have been blue. I guess uh, it is more common now. That's a great great pick, though, at those odds, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't take that, given how common it's been recently. Like, keep riding that wave. But uh, that leads me into my next one, and I'm kind of going counterintuitive here. I'm going tails for the coin toss, because it's been heads four of the last five Super Bowls. This is where I do think you have to, kind you know, in a 50-50 coin toss, you gotta, you you do need to regress back to the mean eventually. Um, four of the last five times it's been tails, it's got to be heads again eventually. So why not take, or uh, I'm sorry, heads four of the last five times. Mm-hmm. Why not take tails? Yeah. Tail, it never fails, right? It, it does. It literally Except never it fails. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like uh, over 119 and a half seconds on the national anthem. I was seeing as high as 126 and a half, so I would definitely hammer got, that if you got it. I got 119 and a half right here. It looks like um, okay. No, I, I apologize. That's at plus 200 odds. It's one, minus 110 odds for 126 and a half seconds. Okay. Um, I would probably take. I would definitely take the 119. I may even go as far as to take the over 126 and a half. It's Chris Stapleton. I think he's really going to fucking belt it, really let it go. There's probably some nerves around the Super Bowl national anthem, so you could say like maybe they rush through it a bit. I think he'll he's he's a pro, he's really going to like take his time, settle in, um, and let that insane voice be heard. So yeah, I'm I plus this is always the most satisfying one to bet on. Um, so yeah, I feel oh, bad for not not having it on mine, but uh yeah, <laughs> I mean I didn't – first of all, I didn't know it was Chris Stapleton. Mm -hmm. A little further research would have warranted a a pick there. But, yeah, man, I I might have to take the over on 126.5. I'm thinking Um, I'm going to do it. All right, well, let's move on. So we've got our Super Bowl picks. Uh, We can go back and revisit those next week after we fail miserably Mm -hmm. at most of these. Um, Let's move into some NBA. We haven't talked about NBA in a long time. and Boy, we've, we've got some stuff in the news, and the obvious one is is going to be the Kyrie Irving news, being Dallas locals now. But uh, I wanted to talk a bit about Ja Morant. Yeah, uh, for those who have missed it, Ja Morant and the Indiana Pacers had a bit of a run in recently, and it was uh, it was something, um, and it's it's. Gotten a lot of blowback from people online. People on Twitter especially have been like, Ja, what are you doing, dude? This like, league has been uh, on one in the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, and, like, if you're a fan of the NBA, even if you're not, uh, we, you know, we've mentioned it a lot. It's, uh, you know, a common trope at this point. But the draw, I mean, NBA drama is unlike maybe anything else in pro sports just as far as the it's like real housewives of name a city and then you you make it a bunch of million dollar basketball players yeah like that's that's how it is and i feel like there's been a, a high number of, of scraps of of uh of dust-ups if you will uh <laughs> in the nba this year um but it, it it is like the biggest collection of fake tough guys um who, who, by the way, uh, like are incredible at their sport, um, who are amazing, and just can't help but to, like, fucking fight each other all the time. And I'm convinced and, not one of them can fight. I mean, you see whenever an altercation happens in the NBA, like a punch rarely lands. Um, you know, it's not like football where you can go out and hit each other all game. Uh, and funny enough, like, those guys don't talk nearly as much shit about <laughs> each other. Uh, in the NBA, I mean, yeah, you see a little, like, pushing and shoving um, – but it rarely results in anything that looks close to a uh, or an actual fight. Um, but they love Twitter. Uh, they love calling each other out and different, you know, on Instagram stories and and it, like taking uh, subtle shots at them in press conferences or whatever. Uh, but yeah, this John Morant stuff that's unfolded, uh, and he's no stranger to to you know uh, confrontation. Um, he's a he's a chippy dude. Uh, this is not his first you know incident with a and with I a like, player or franchise. I like the chippiness, Me too. but, but when it goes to the extent that it did, um, and for those of you who are un, unaware, so there was some chippiness in the game against the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers go and load their bus, and Ja Morant and a handful of his closest comrades mm-hmm. get in a vehicle and like going. There are people like confronting. Indiana staffers and players as they're loading their bus, and someone in a vehicle that Ja Morant was riding in trains a laser on the team bus. What the fuck? Like, what are we doing? In, in which one of the guys there said, like, we, we are in grave danger. Like, that's a gun. <laughs> it's not just a laser pointer. <laughs> Can you imagine if this guy actually would have shot... At the bus and John ja Morant is what? Are, what is going on here? Um, yeah, uh, just insane. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if they've identified who the who the dudes are uh, or who the who the, who, gunman, who the gunman was. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, they do know John ja Morant was in that SUV. <laughs> I mean, this is like intimidation tactics I, I haven't even considered before. You know, in, in pro sports, um, you hear about dudes like. Meeting each other in the locker room or in the parking lot. Like I've heard the, stories the, about the that. Clippers when they tried to like go through the underground tunnel to like make it to the other team's locker room. And yeah, shit, like, like yeah. Uh, this this goes beyond that though. This is insane. Man had his shooters with him. Like, yeah, literally just showing them. Uh, uh, yeah, unbelievable. I don't even know what to say. What to say about it? Um, A lot of the pushback though has been like, John ja Morant, dude, you. Grew up in a suburban household with like a good family. I've and seen now, a lot of that too. And yeah. now you've you've made it to the NBA, and now you're like you're listening to too much uh, NBA Young Boy or something. Like, like like tone it back a little bit. Yeah, it is an interesting thing uh, when yeah either dudes who uh, you know di- which I don't know a ton about John Morant's up like upbringing. I have seen a ton of that on Twitter where people are like. Pulling up old photos of him and like and being like, you know, the shit's fake. Like you grew up soft and you grew up in the suburbs. And like, well, whatever the case, he's clearly turned now. Like he's he's made some decisions where he he's been institutionalized. He no longer affiliates, you know, with a homeowners association. He's riding around with dudes uh, with guns now. So, um, I mean, yeah, though this and, and the fact that he was in the car uh, is is crazy too. You know, he didn't remove himself from that situation at all. Uh, he was right there in the action. Um, one of one of my favorite people that kind of pushed back on it was Shannon Sharp because he was like, "Dude, you're not about that." And this was Shannon Sharp who was courtside at the Lakers-Memphis game like last week or the week before, like puffing his chest up, being like, "Come see me, then. Yeah, come see me. You got a problem? Like, come fight me." Now, now he's piping up like giant about that life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he tried to fight his dad and, and, and then they like became it. best friends afterwards They're cool now yeah um, I, don't know, I guess I, that's it's, what it's all weird and that like i mean really just kind of speaks to like how weird this this league is but um, it, um damn i totally forgot what i just had in my mind but um yeah it is wild that you see like one of the best young players in the league uh you know sort of get involved with something like this and uh I think it was it was Tyler. I am Trill Withers was like, Pacers uh, didn't feel the need to call the cops, but they called the athletic real, <laughs> <laughs> real quick to let them know what happened. Um, and the, yeah, this is such a uh, a jump in what we're used to seeing from all the empty threats and and like silly back and forth drama in NBA. Like we saw a real tangible threat here. Like this was <laughs> this was actionable. This was you know something real. Uh, To our other NBA news, and obviously this is the one that uh, we definitely want to get to, Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, We both live in Dallas now. Uh, It's been talked about at length, especially lately, get Luka some help. His team is now 1-6 in in games that he has not played in. Um, They're a I mean, I want to say they're like a five or a six seed right now, maybe even better than that. Uh, The West is very weak this year. Yeah. I will come out and say I've not watched a lot of basketball as of yet. Uh, I tend to kind of turn it on more after the NFL season ends. But it's been very obvious. It's been Luka and then everyone else trying to basically surround him with something, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't worked. It's been all Luka. He's having an absolutely phenomenal season, like all-time season, um, and so finally, the cries from the public seem to come to fruition in the Mavs trade for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was looking back. Um, we keep all of our podcast notes in a shared uh, notes app file. And often when we open it, it takes us to the very top of the file from episodes that we didn't even release, just er- <laughs> yeah. early notes we've had. And I noticed the very first notes uh, were Super Bowl uh, related. So it's been uh, a year now since we got this off the ground and How about first that? started putting ideas down. Um, and there goes our camera. Um, so we made it, I can't see our time, Thirty thirty eight 38 minutes. So that's an improvement from last time. Um, but it's been a, a year since we started putting down notes and, and I, I think are in those early notes too. And I do recall us talking about it. Uh, was the the correlation in insanely high usage rate and not winning the finals, and we talked about what a special talent like Luca is there's obviously no doubt about that anymore he's a gonna be a generational talent um you know among dudes in the league and you've got to have that second option, and there goes our camera again. Nate's throwing shit at it uh we'll figure this out eventually, but um you got to have some other scoring options. You cannot play exclusively through one player, at, you know, at that rate and have success in the playoffs. Uh, and they gave it a shot with Dinwiddie as a, as a secondary option, who, funny enough, is going back to Brooklyn now. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just can't escape them. Um, but yeah, uh, um, this is a move I. I didn't see coming. Not that I'm like on NBA, like Reddit, looking at trade rumors and stuff. I knew obviously the Lakers were a uh, possible destination. It seems now that LeBron wanted that more than the front office. Uh, it seems like Phoenix was another one. Uh, Josiah, uh, the Nets owner, and the Nets front office did have the no trade clause, so they ultimately could control where he went. Um, maybe Phoenix and L.A. were a little more interested than we think. Uh, I, I, I don't know about that. It seems like well, it was mainly LeBron uh, who wanted Kyrie. Um, we can get into that whole thing, too, and, you know, players, uh, you know, sort of influencing decisions. And, um, but, yeah, Kyrie ends up in Dallas. Uh, they deal Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith uh, to Brooklyn, two good players uh you know we talk about maybe who we think won the trade they're they're two good players that weren't going to be what luca needs to actually get to the the western conference finals and beyond right i mean they got to the western conference finals last year against all odds beating the shit out of the suns in In that game seven seven, yeah but everyone's known all along like this is not how it's going to work and me as as a mavs fan and, and Maybe even more so as a Luca fan, I've been on the the train of like surround him or get rid of him seriously like you're you cannot continue to not surround him with talent and expect this guy to stay long term. He's gonna get that first super max deal, he's gonna play that out and he's gonna go somewhere where he can actually be surrounded by talent. so in that aspect, we did know we we had a good inkling that coming towards this trade deadline that's coming up uh, something was going to happen yeah and I, I didn't know exactly what it was and then i started seeing the, the the rumors that kyrie irving was looking to get out and i thought oh god like i know we got to go get somebody but shit please don't be kyrie irving because like you don't want to tie yourself to that you don't want to do business with that yeah uh Russillo pointed out um, that the Mavericks have not done great in, uh, in terms of like trading for, for veteran players over the years, whether it's uh, Darren Williams or DeAndre Jordan or these other guys who just haven't performed. This is a different case in that like, you've got a guy who's only 30, who's an eight-time All-Star, still appears to be able to play at a really high level. Oh, he's one of the best players in the NBA. But it's all the shit that comes with him which makes it different than any player they've traded for we in the past. We didn't get 24 hours into the news and it's already like we've already got headlines about he deleted his apology to to the Jews for he, he, yeah, for for tweeting just anti-semitic videos. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. This only- goes beyond a guy who's like willing to buy into a system, right? And know his role and do what it takes to help his team win. Like, this is so beyond that. In that, like, listen to what you just said. He refused to delete a tweet uh, for offending Jewish people. Uh, sure. <laughs> like, after you know, uh, insisting on like promoting this this weird film and other statements he made around it. I mean, we could have a whole episode probably on, on Kyrie Irving and all the things that have transpired and, uh, you know, his personal opinions, the way he's treated his teammates in front offices. Um, just, you know, the guy seems like a terrible hang, a terrible teammate. Yeah. Um, but he's our neighbor now. I You know, he I drove home last night uh, from downtown. I went through Dealey Plaza, and I didn't see him there surveying or putting the pieces together, but you have to imagine he'll be down there he trying was to hiding f- on the grassy knoll. He might have been in the shadows, you know, like <laughs> trying to figure things out. He was probably in the school book depository <laughs> looking for fingerprints and whatnot. But uh yeah, I mean he's a he's a really weird fella. Everybody knows that. He's not alone in that. Like, there's there's other kind of quirky dudes in pro sports, but it's all the stuff. It's the track record. It's the track. More, it, more than anything, it's just the track record. He's just been he, a consistent detriment to, to the people around him. He, he started out with the Cavs. They, they won the finals, and things immediately kind of went downhill. Goes to the Celtics. He doesn't want to be with LeBron anymore. He wants he, to be he, – he, he wants to that, do his own thing. Yeah. And cool. So he goes to the Celtics, and he's so excited to be a Celtic. And he wants to be a Celtic for life. And the next thing you know, he's asking out of there, and he's well. Th- getting... I think that's the point because getting away from LeBron, uh, I I I do get that. I do get the warning your own legacy thing. We saw it with Durant. Um, I I do kind of get that, and the way it's over talked about now, the player's legacy and where do you fall as this all time great? People, I think players consider that a lot nowadays. It used to not be the case, um, but at that point in his career, I mean, he was he played what six six years with Cleveland, probably. Um, they win that twenty sixteen finals and the crazy comeback, and then and I don't think anybody was giving him a ton of shit at that point in time for wanting out and wanting to do his own thing. Right. And he joins a good Boston team, plays two seasons there, but then when he and he said like I'll I'd love to come back if you'll have me, like he says shit like that about his time in Boston, um, and then he forces his way out of there. And I think at that point people were like because because he, he had already I think the flat Earth thing had had right. surfaced. And, and he's already you know, yeah. Then beyond that, you go to the Nets, and you surround him with incredible talent. Incredible talent. You've got James Harden. You've got Kevin Durant. Like the sickest got team got on him. paper in history. And they, yeah. they ended up playing something like 60 games together, maybe. He and Durant played 74. He, Durant, and Harden played like 14 or, oh, some, or something insane. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's every stop. It's the same thing. And for Mavericks fans out there that are thinking that like this is going to be – different or new because he's now in Dallas where he wants to be and he's got Luca and all that like I I say like get your brain checked like get a reality check get like figure it out because it will not work out long term yeah and where we're at right now you can opt in now to a, to a new contract you can sign a new contract for two years or you can wait till the end of the season and sign a four-year yeah, deal right I think best case scenario you see this thing through Somehow everything works out perfect, and the Mavericks win a championship. It would be awesome. Worst-case scenario, it doesn't quite get there. He signs a four-year deal, and then you're doing this again with a team that can't sign free agents for whatever reason. They can't sign free agents. So all this cap space talk of, okay, well, you know, if if things don't work out and you don't sign them to a long term deal, at least you have cap space. Well, we've had cap space for a long time now, and it doesn't work out. So I don't see that getting any better. Um, or you tie your you, you tie yourself down to this guy long term, and who the fuck is going to come trading for him after he's done this in four stops? Yeah, he gets in a public feud with Mark Cuban, you know, a year into it, forces his way out of a a, a four year deal or whatever. right. Yeah. So I don't see this ending well, I'm, I'm hoping it goes well in the short term. Um, I think the best case scenario actually is that uh, they win a championship. Maybe maybe before that, he signs a two-year deal. And Luca is able to show everybody, because one of, the, one of the talking points that people have kind of leaned on is people don't want to go play with Luca because he's so ball dominant mm-hmm. and because other superstars don't feel like they can actually do that well with him. So show that you can be with another ball dominant guy, play off ball, show that he can play off ball. He's never had to ever before. Mm-hmm. And other superstars will then want to come sign on with the Mavs. So there, there, there is a possibility where this seems like it could work out well long term. Um, it just seems highly unlikely that this is going to end well. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you get in a uh, a talent like that, when you get an elite talent, there's always that that hope, like whether it's uh, the guy's coming off injury, he's proven to be a, a liability, like in the locker room or whatever. There's all when you have that level of talent, there's always that like sliver of optimism. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just looking at this logically and and like uh, you know what's probably going to unfold um, is. We'll see flashes of it working. We'll see games where they are unstoppable and they play well in tandem, uh, and then we'll see the other side of that where they they can't figure it out in terms of there's only one ball. You know who's going to create at what time and um, yeah, and, and I mean and, and, and the side where Kyrie Irving could blow this all up by deciding to do what he does. You know right, and yeah. and that's the piece of it too that that I. Have, question the most is you know a lot of people are talking about how exciting this is going to be to see Kyrie and Luca on the same court I don't quite understand how the ball share is going to go I don't really understand how well like we'll see how it plays out like I don't know how well this is going to go together um I would like to see it go well at least for the short term but I don't know there's a lot of questions a lot of questions here um not a lot of answers and uh You know, we'll see how it goes. That's really all I got. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not stoked about it. I'm a little. I've got a little bit of excitement just because it'll be fun to watch for the short term. But like, I don't. I don't see this as like some groundbreaking, like franchise changing move. Yeah, I just don't. I I, I've I've got too much pessimism that's making me feel like that's not going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? You know, given everything we we just mentioned and and you know his his track record and. Yeah, all the issues you know it poses with a, another super high usage rate, ball dominant guy. Yeah. Again, you know we we could look like idiots when they're they're hoisting the trophy in in June or whatever, but I, yeah. I don't see it happening. Yeah. No. So we'll see, we'll see, uh, time will tell. But uh, let's move past our sports segments now and get into some news topics. Um, I had a few in here. There's no way we can get to all of them. We're already 57 minutes in. So uh, let's start with some uh, some some. Gibbons is it Gibbons or Gibbons? Gibbons, I believe. Gibbons. Yeah. Okay. So they're like little monkeys. I believe in Japan. we I believe we share the highest percentage of DNA with them or bonobos maybe. I think it's gibbons. Okay. They they look like creepy little humans kind of, so mm-hmm. I could see that. Um but we've got some gibbons in Japan. In Japan th- there's a there's a Japanese zoo there that uh has been kind of keeping the gibbons separate from each other. It doesn't say why exactly. I don't know if they're just overly territorial. I don't know what the deal is, but they've had a female in one compartment. They're like beta fish. You can't throw them in the same. Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll be missing an, a limb the next day. <laughs> yeah. So you've got, you've got female gibbon in this enclosure over here, and you've got male in this enclosure over here. and And somehow, inexplicably, the female gibbon... Got pregnant and gave birth. Yeah, and it does sound like they're pretty aggressive. It says uh, Momo uh, was so fiercely protective of her young. It took uh, the the zookeepers nearly two years to gather enough samples <laughs> uh, from the from the baby's poop uh, for DNA analysis. So like she would not let them near that thing. So Mari Povich steps in and does a <laughs> and does a DNA test. Yeah, and it. They, they were they were perplexed. They had no idea how this female gibbon could have gotten pregnant. Turns out it was through a glory hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And the, and the father is a 34-year-old uh, gibbon named E2 um, who, yeah, was sneaking that pecker through there and, and finding ways to get it done. Man, if you're horny enough, whether man or ape, like you will find a way. So they literally have a wall up between these enclosures to keep them apart. It's not like just a, a cage or whatever. They have a wall up, and they have determined that somehow some of these little tiny holes kind of— be- These holes were minuscule. Yeah, 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 Like, Like .3 of an inch. Uh, she wanted that thing, and that thing got through to her, and uh, she got pregnant. So, um, man, it just goes to show, like, you can't stop horny. You just can't no you will uh, um, uh, like I said a, a male whether human or or not will find a way to jam their dick through uh, some <laughs> porous surface and in order to, to get it wet and uh, it says they've replaced it now with a sturdy steel plate so you <laughs> no know what though more. I'm still not ruling out the, the odds that, that old e2 gets that pecker through there somehow uh, but yeah that is just that's insane where I like I wonder the moment where they figured it out they were just like you think no way right like no. he got his he got his dick through there this this does make sense though for what you said about them sharing the most dna with us like of course these monkeys would find a glory hole yeah <laughs> of course of course they would um yeah just just incredible but uh, you know it just speaks to the intelligence and you know unstoppable horniness that <laughs> that we and our, our ancestors share uh, moving on to our next topic. We've got NIAC, I think that's how you say it. NIAC, I think middle it's NIAC, school. NIAC, NIAC, could, NIAC uh. middle school in NIAC, New York. Uh, we've got some racial insens- insensitivity going on on uh, during Black History Month. Uh, and this was this was something. this was particularly bad. Um, so you've, you've got this this small town middle school, they're celebrating uh, celebrating Black History Month, or I don't know if this was part of the celebrations, or they just like completely overlooked that it was Black History Month. But their first, no way, this was a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. There is no way Someone- because when I saw the headline, the meal that came into my head is precisely what they served. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Someone, someone's got a, a fucked up sense of humor here. I, I, that's the only thing, only way that you can explain this. Uh so the first day of Black History Month they uh they show up to the the cafeteria and what's to eat for lunch? Chicken and waffles with a side of watermelon. I mean the most stereotypical <laughs> thing you could think. I was like no, what surely no way. It's it's chicken and waffles. They replaced so, all the milk with grape juice as well. <laughs> with Kool-Aid with grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Uh, the next day it was it was chitlins, and the <laughs> the lunch ladies were wearing dashikis. <laughs> no, I, unbelievable. No, like, I, I want I, I want to joke about this, but it's it's also so offensive that I feel bad like making jokes about it. It's so incredibly like insensitive. What are we thinking here? It inclu- I mean, the menu included barbecued ribs, collard greens, cornbread, Kool Aid, and watermelon flavored water when no, called no, out the, no, did, did you just make that up or is that actually in there no it sounds like something i would be bullshitting. i, I just read that off of the article oh um, my god when called out the company apologized and workers were fired it was aramark you know like maybe the, yeah. b- the biggest like uh p- catering whatever food service you want yeah they they have a lot of contracts across the nfl nba and hospitals like and whatever yeah. yeah i mean they're everywhere yeah that's insane they were like yeah this checks out seems like a good idea let's do let's do that Oh my God! Like, I had only read the the headliners. I I didn't realize. Oh, how. I completely. This wasn't this. That was another instance. It said uh, this isn't what. The, this is not the first time Airmark found itself in hot water. Back in 2018, another racially insensitive meal was served at a New York University during Black History Month and included the foods I listed earlier: barbecued ribs, collard greens, cornbread, Kool Aid. Um, this is a recurring theme for, for Airmark. Oh God, yeah. This goes deep, man. It does. Um, this makes me think this is not going to be the last time we talk about this. Yeah, dude. Who's running Aramark? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sterling. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's just insane. Like, I, I guess the school board had to okay it, too. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I think unbelievable now, is the best way that you sum that up. Now, the and the funniest part now is, like, they're going to have to participate in all these, like, sensitivity trainings and, like, workshops, you know, on inclusivity and stuff. It's like, how about just use a little common sense and don't be a fucking idiot? I'm not going to lie. If I showed up, if I showed up at school and they had chicken and waffles on the menu, I would be stoked. For sure. But I feel like I'd also look at my calendar and be like, "Mm, uh, that's a little questionable. Yeah, when you walk into the cafeteria and there's a Black History Month poster (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, you put two and two together, and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm no longer thrilled about this. This is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I just—the I, I, fact that this happened, uh, and you know, it's not the first time that Mars made this mistake. It's so crazy. I guess I'm going to have to be on the lookout for this every, every February. Yeah, it's—I mean— Students were given a free pack of Newports uh, after their meal. <laughs> I made that Yeah, up. I mean, yeah. seriously, like how far can we go here? This is so ridiculous. Like any other time of year, it's totally fine. It's, it's you know, whatever. We, we decided to do this, we change it up a little bit, make things fun. The first day of Black History Month, you're not being funny. This is fucking insensitive as shit. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words here on this. One. I need to look into Aeromark now and see what yeah. what else they've perpetuated in the past. Uh, all right, our last news topic that we've got we've got a Toronto couple um, went on a seems like a, an extended vacation. So they they go on vacation in January of 2022, and funny enough, this is something that I've always thought about and something that I. Well, I haven't always thought about it. I thought about it when I was younger. I was like, you know, people get their identities stolen. People get cars stolen. People get property stolen. Can you steal a house? Well, apparently you can. You can steal a house. Uh, this, this couple was on vacation for an extended period of time, in which case a separate couple steps in, poses as them, and sells their house. Talk about a quick turnaround. Good god. Yeah. You come home from a trip you've been saving up for for years and there's people living in your in your home <laughs> that are like, "What are you doing in my home? Get the hell out of here. Who are you?" You're like, "I built this house." How do you go about rectifying that? Like what are your steps here? Yeah, I I go yeah, I don't know just be like Dude, I fucking live here. Like, I don't know how else to tell you. Like, this is my home. You've been duped. You just sold me this house. Imagine you're the people who just bought the house and you're over the moon. Like, you're just you're thrilled about. You probably your new got home. a great deal. Yeah, they got. Oh, I'm sure they did. They're like I, something. There's got to be a catch. I bet the concessions were, were just off the charts. They're like replace the, the air conditioning unit. Like, you know. Build build this overhang in the back. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, we'll do all of that. Yeah, we bought this house for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Like something. <laughs> there's got to be a catch here. Uh, and then yeah, your first like week in the house, some people show up and insist that they actually live there. It's their home. Uh, yeah. And this is uh, It's funny you said you thought about a lot. This is something I've never even thought about. You know, just like <laughs> you. Uh, because a lot can be done with identity theft. You you usually see credit card. Uh, you know, charges and. Um, possibly some some property and stuff that gets sold or signed over. Uh, but the fact that this was done in the, a house, a home in the course of a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife works in real estate, and you and I have both rented and, and stuff before. Like, we know things can take a while. Um, they just got this shit done. And, we're and like, this poor real estate agent, I'm just thinking about it from the, the standpoint of like commission. Like, if all of this gets worked out. To where you have to go back on this and give these people their home back, you've spent that money. Like that, th- you don't have that money anymore. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like, well, this deal didn't actually happen, so we're gonna need to recoup that. Shit. And it looks like these two uh, folks are still on the lam. I imagine they used aliases to to list the home and sell it. So. Uh, well yeah they use the aliases of the people that own the home well r- right but I mean I- I'm sure like they've they do this they've moved along yes and they've also like whatever other fraud they've been, you know, entangled with, they've used other fake names as well or other people's names. So uh, they're still out there probably looking to do, do this again. Yeah. So, if you leave town, maybe set up a camera, have your neighbors, call your neighbors, have them be on the lookout for any for sale signs popping that, up. And that, that brings up another thought to me. What were these people's neighbors doing? <laughs> like, Do you not know any of your neighbors at all? Yeah. To where, like, they're they're just like, I'm pretty sure they were – They've been out of town for a while now. Oh, I guess Craig moved out. I hadn't seen him in a while. And there's another <laughs> another dude over there who's moving stuff in. Um, yeah, man, talk about a a tough return home from a trip. Yeah, and again, I, I I will need to see an update. I will I will need to know how this all shakes out and and how it gets rectified because uh, yeah, as as much as I've pondered the idea of stealing a house. Like, what that would even look like. Um, I didn't actually consider it could be done. You, like, I'm just, uh, you show up and there's, like, cars in the driveway. And you're like, what the fuck? And you go walk our in. Our neighbors are parking in our driveway. In our driveway. Now? And then you go to the front door. You, like, see in the window. There's, like, a birthday party for a child <laughs> going on. And you're like, what in the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like you don't live here they anymore. They changed our locks. Yeah. <laughs> This is the most elaborate prank of all time. (laughs) All right, well, that covers our news topics. Let's get into our favorite segment of every week, our favorite subreddit. Today I fucked up, and I mentioned last time on the podcast that we've got uh, a few of them saved up, and this one's pretty good. And this is every dude and probably every woman's worst nightmare. Um, Today I fucked up by sending my boss and coworkers multiple dick pics. Yeah, you yeah. did fuck up. I mean, that's yeah, it that is like worst nightmare. Oftentimes, I read the headline of different TIFUs, and you kind of wonder where this one might be going. This this is pretty plain and simple. This yeah. is white and this is black and white. It's putting it out there. It's like here's what I did. Probably the most egregious mistake you could ever make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe so, that or like in laws. I don't know what's worse. Coworkers for sure. Coworkers and boss. You're yeah. talking about your livelihood at this that's, point. That's true. So uh, let's get into it. This fuck-up happened yesterday, and I'm sitting here waiting for the inevitable call from HR. Oh, no. So a little background. I work a hybrid of two days in the office and three from home. When I'm at home and it's rather slow, as most of our clients are in a quiet period after the holidays, nothing much to do, so, of course, I lounge. I lounge about all day and move my mouse now and again to make it look like I'm busy. I think we're all guilty of that. My boss is a middle. All right, hardworking Joe over there. Um, uh, When I'm at home, okay, yeah, blah blah blah. Um, My boss is a middle-aged woman who is very old school when it comes to work. She despises work from home and is always looking for ways to get us into the office. So this yet so this yesterday morning. I get a call from her saying I'm needed in the office for some reason that is totally doable from home. I was too tired, a little hungover, and had no intentions of going into the office, so I told her I wouldn't be in today, to which she, of course, wasn't happy. So as the day went on, she kept sending me stuff that was near deadline, in quotes, as punishment for not coming in. It was all stuff that didn't need to be done anytime soon, but she was on a vendetta. So I worked away at the bare minimum just to show her I was keeping busy with no ambition of getting it completed. It was all next week's problems in my eyes. She probably knew that I was doing as such. So in her most evil villainous act, she sent me an actual urgent request an hour before I was meant to clock off. Now normal such requests... um, should be sent first thing in the morning and her priority over everything else, but since I pissed her off, she decided that she would hold off just to make me have to work overtime. A glorious move on her part that I probably deserved. I rushed through the work and completed it in record time, sent her a copy of the report, and logged off. But she wasn't happy. In my haste, I'd forgotten to include a detailed breakdown of the work order for our internal records, something that could have waited until later, but she wasn't happy and rang me looking for it. I'd already turned off my work computer and was settled down on the sofa to play some Call of Duty, so here's where the fuck-up happened. In my laziness, I decided to do the report from my phone. Logged into my emails and added the details she was looking for using the in-phone editing function, then attached it and forwarded it to the whole team. She just replied back a short, thanks, and that was it. I was off the clock and ready for an evening of relaxation. Hell yeah. After a couple rounds of Call of Duty, I noticed a couple of notifications on my work phone. What now? I thought as I open. Um, what now? I thought as I opened them to see what was wrong now, but it was a private message from a coworker saying maybe you should double check your your screenshots before sending. LOL. I rushed to check what he meant, opening the sent attachment to see the hastily edited report. Nothing jumped out at me hurriedly proofreading over everything revealing nothing out of the ordinary until I scrolled further down and my heart nearly stopped. During my attempts to save time on editing the copy of the report, I had double-screenshotted it. I don't know. Only the second time my camera roll was on display at the bottom revealing the pics I had taken in my late-night drunken horniness while sexting with an overly expensive online content model. Not only pictures of me jerking off, but also videos fucking my fleshlight oh dude it was for a cam girl dude. It wasn't even for his lady it's, yeah it was for a fucking cam girl dude that makes it oh it's so much worse they were poor quality and easily missed but once spotted it was clear as day what they were so far only that one coworker has said anything but i'm sure everyone has seen my dick by now as i bet it's been shared around with you with everyone or gossiped about i'm back in the office on monday and dreading it even contemplating handing in my notice from embarrassment or even taking a few days sick leave hey i got those uh reports thank you again uh also is that you pounding a flashlight down there at the bottom <laughs> at the bottom of the screen uh Oh, dude, that made my heart sink, just, like, listening to that. I, oh. I literally cannot imagine something worse. I would log out of that email, I would block everyone, and just never return, probably. I guess the way. only way it could be worse is if you actually attached that video of you fucking the fleshlight in what you meant to send. As a separate file. Right, because, right. yeah. I mean, they, they see the little... Strip of camera roll, yeah. Right. Um... And you hope to God. I mean, you hope to God everyone missed it except this one coworker. Not likely. Yeah, that's as that's about as bad as it gets. I think that is as bad as it gets. Like when you think about all the embarrassing scenarios, like you know, people that level of separation between your work life and personal life, and We've, we've talked about some embarrassing shit. The one guy, my mind goes to that guy who who fell out of the office bathroom with his pants down onto the floor and, like, pissed all over the floor. Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, he fell out of that little bathroom that was, like, right there on the sales floor. And, That's completely accidental. Yeah. I mean, it, they're both completely accidental. You can't but. fire somebody for accidentally falling out of the bathroom and exposing themselves. Like, it... it Maybe you could, but you're not going to. You just feel you feel bad for the person. You're like, I just saw your dong accidentally in a very unfortunate uh, occurrence. This is not you know you attaching you fucking a flashlight <laughs> to an email, uh, or it's completely your your own negligence. It's your own fault. Uh, why everybody just saw your dick. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that is the most embarrassing thing I can think of. That, that made me nervous just listening to that. So there's a rather long edit to it after the fact. Um, we're not going to read all that, but I do feel like this is, this is kind of funny that he felt the need to say this. And on the overly expensive online content model, I have no excuse other than being lonely and horny, plus being a pathetic fan, fan of Femdom. And paying her to control me that free porn just doesn't scratch anymore. Dude, you post this and you get the fuck off of Reddit. You're like, I've just got to get this out there. Uh, this is so crazy that this happened. And like, i, I someone's got to know this. And you log off. There, there is no amount of people being like, it's going to be okay. Or like, holy shit, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's going to make you feel any more comfortable. Yeah, I think it, maybe he was just looking for another person who had made a similar mistake and was like, hey, man, I got through it, you can too. Uh, you know, I don't see how you get through you this. You don't have to kill yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't either, dude. I mean, that would... I would just probably throw up, uh, like upon realizing what I did. <laughs> and like I said, I don't know that I could ever face the consequences of that. Like, how do you, how do you excuse yourself? How do you talk your way out of that you one? You quit immediately, without a doubt. That email, you reply all to that email and just say, "Thank you for this opportunity. Today will be my last day." <laughs> like, you, know, you just, you go ahead and resign. Uh, Especially knowing that this, you've got a particularly. No pun intended. Anal manager that's that's looking at these. Uh, how do you explain that? Like I hastily sent this to the point where she was pissed off that I got it done so quickly, and now you've attached images of your penis. I think you just gotta hope she's into it. She's like she's like David. Oh, and then you open up a whole. What other... you did was completely <laughs> unacceptable. I need you to come in tomorrow an hour early and meet me so you can fuck me on my desk. <laughs> treat me like that fleshlight um yeah i mean that's <laughs> I, the fact that it opened with like several a paragraphs talking about what a bitch she is like how <laughs> how unforgiving and unconsiderate uh yeah probably didn't love that um if which i'm assuming she noticed it probably too um i you know i've seen that before with people like uh having shit in their camera roll on a screenshot you know yeah. I've never heard it happening in, in a work email chain. Uh, oh my God, dude, this is giving me anxiety. Like, that is just, that's so embarrassing. That is, of all the shit we've talked about, I mean, this, like, might be the most, like, socially embarrassing one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of a better one. Yeah. Um, so best of luck in your next career path. <laughs> yeah, like, that's all I've got for you. Uh, there's no way that this is rectified. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be out of a couple paychecks. Uh, maybe don't spend what money you have on cam girls. <laughs> and also, they don't want to see your dick, dude. They're making enough money. They're probably really hot, you know, if they're if you're sending them money uh, for stuff. They don't want to see your weird dick fucking a flashlight. Um, so, you know, probably keep that to yourself. Don't document it. If you do... Put it away in some other folder where it can't be accidentally selected, uh, you know, with your work screenshots. Um, I, I think this is a mistake you make once. <laughs> I think, like, after the emotional, uh, trauma this is going to cause, I, I don't expect this to ever happen again from this guy. Um, but holy fuck, man, what a, what a story. I remember in my single days, um, Back when I would browse the the interwebs and sure. screenshot things, and um, there was one particular time I was trying to show a, co- a a coworker something, and the first image that pops up when I go to the photos app is a, a naked lady. In which case, I said, "That's fucking embarrassing. Um, that could have gotten me fired." <laughs> Gonna go ahead and uh just move everything that I ever screenshot or look at into the hidden folder. There is a hidden folder. It will not show up in your regular camera roll. So that is my advice to everyone here. Um we we like to end on some advice. Use your hidden folder. Do that. Uh, yeah. There was a uh I hadn't thought about this in years, but there was a, a girl I went to high school with. Uh I don't think I ever saw this picture. I think it was on Snapchat, maybe. Um, a lot of people screenshotted it. Obviously, I don't remember if it was Snapchat or a group shot or what. But she had like an outfit laid out on her bed, or was taking a picture of something in her bedroom. I want to say it was like clothes on her bed or something. And the floor length mirror is that where you get that? It's at? there's a there's a mirror, yeah, in the corner of the. I mean, and I would not have noticed this, uh, you know, if I had opened the Snapchat. There's no way I would have seen it, but. Um, but Because she's not right next to the mirror. Like, you have to do a little looking. But there's a mirror off in the corner of the picture where you can see from a distance just her naked body just <laughs> standing there taking the picture. Oh, God. I always love those when it's like uh, you can see people's naked reflection or, or shit like that. And it's like uh, a totally understandable mistake and like something yeah. you probably don't ever think about. But you're like, I've, I've got to go kill myself now. <laughs> like, I cannot live <laughs> with what I've done. All right, well we're we're now an hour and twenty two in. Um, we've got a rather long episode. Use your hidden camera roll. Uh, proofread your your images before you uh, you send them out to your coworkers, especially, but your your friends as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we got for you all this week. Uh, we will try like hell to get this video thing in order, uh, moving forward. Probably have to plug it up to the charger the entire time. This piece of shit camera, yeah. but. Anyway, um, hope you all enjoyed, and we will talk to you all next week.